What's up, whiskey lovers? Welcome to Boozy Sessions. I am your host, George Schultz. This is the podcast where we talk about everything and anything whiskey, as we enjoy whiskey. In each episode, I will be interviewing a special guest who will be drinking with me. We talk about the whiskey we're drinking today, we get to know our guest, and we end with the game of truth or drink, where I ask questions no one else was ever drunk enough to ask. Our guest's whiskey will be delivered to them with the help of Boozy, so thank you to Boozy. Um, to everybody there who hasn't used Boozy before, Boozy is an amazing delivery service, especially with the Metro Manila. Boozy guarantees two-hour delivery in Metro Manila anytime between 9 a.m. to 12 midnight. Shipping is free for orders above 2,000 pesos, so if you're going to be ordering that alcohol, especially for those times at home where you want to celebrate with your family and you get it just above 2,000 bucks, you get that free delivery, which is awesome. They have the best selection of liquor you can find online, especially with whiskeys. Now, enough about Boozy, as much as I love them, I want to talk to you about today's guest. Now, this guy is really, really awesome. He's a dear friend of mine, and is actually one of the people that I love talking to the most about whenever we're drinking whiskey. It's very fun to pick his brain. He's so knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the technicalities of whiskey, especially when it comes to the making process and what goes behind the creation of that whiskey. Um, nobody can explain it better than he does, to be honest, um, in my experience, and I always have a great time drinking whiskey with him. He's the executive director of Emperador Distillers. It is a great honor that he's here taking time to join us tonight. So please join me in welcoming Mr. Kendrick Tan. Hi, hi George. Good evening. Hey, Ken. Thanks nice. for having me. Um, I haven't seen you in a while with all, the, with all the pandemic, man, but like, it's so great to be able to share a drink with you online tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, it, it'll be great. This is something that I'm a little nervous about, but I'm also like excited. Yeah, that, that, that's great. I, I wouldn't be nervous, though, if I were you. I mean, once you yeah. start going and once you start talking about whiskey, everything clicks Everything yeah, clicks think, like light bulbs. I, it's just so easy I, for you, man. I think it's because I haven't had a drink yet. You know, it's like normally <laughs> when like... You know, like I've 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 done um I've done I've played I've I played music in in front of a crowd before, and it's easy for me when I've taken a taken a drink before I do it. Well, um, we will think, be getting to that drink that you will be having soon. So once we do our first pour, we're going to be drinking together throughout maybe the next hour, hour and a half. So it's going to be oh, really fun. Awesome. On that awesome. note, actually, um, because this is about everything whiskey, anything whiskey, but it's also about getting to know you. So. Um, before we get into all of this, let's talk about your whiskey story. Um, when, when was your first drink? Was whiskey always the drink that you went to? Is it the love of yours? And what other drinks come to mind when you think about like what your go-to drinks are on a night out? Um, yeah, um, I like brown spirits in general. My favorite one obviously has to be brandy, hmm. but whiskey is a very close second. I, I, I believe that. Um, for me, I... Uh, how, if I remember correctly, the first drink I've ever had was um, the first thing I've ever had. This is a story I tell people that I accidentally drank it when I was very, very young. I'm not gonna say <laughs> accidentally. Old. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna say how old because it's very, very young. Um, you know, uh, being my my father's been doing this business for for a very long time, and he would have samples lying around the house, and I used to get very when they weren't looking, uh, I used to like, I used to notice their, um, their their samples because I was curious as to what's in the, what was in the bottle. Um, but there was a time when I when my curiosity got the best of me and I thought to myself, what does this taste like? And I took a few sips and I didn't feel very good afterwards because I think I might have taken 
a, a few too many sips <laughs> and I was way too young for me to, it was way too early for me in my life to do that. And so it, it hit me immediately. Uh, but even then I knew I really like the smell of whiskey because my, 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 my father would always have some kind of whiskey around and, and what was um, the most, uh, the whiskey that I remembered is like everybody's first Scotch whiskey. Uh, of course, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's usually Johnny Walker. So yeah. my first experience with whiskey was I was nosing a bottle of Johnny Walker. That was a, that was a sample at home. Well, um, on the note of, of that, because uh, I, I, you know what, similar to, similar to you, that was also my first experience with whiskey going through just Johnny with my dad. I think it's um, everybody's first. Yeah, especially in the Philippines. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's sort Definitely. of what everyone goes to. Yeah. But the whiskey we're going to be drinking tonight on that note is just this great next step that you can take. Because everybody sort of starts there yes. with, with, with their blended whiskeys with, with Johnny Black's. And I think like the next best step you can take from a blended whiskey is going into that blended malt and the drink we're going to share tonight, which um, I've been lucky enough to share with a few, um, my last two episodes on the podcast, um, will be a drink that the first time I tried it was actually with you. You, yes, you were one of the ones right. who, who tried this with me the first time. Yep. And we, we both like loved it. We both enjoyed it. So I'm going to be happy to introduce to you for this episode, again, the beautiful... Shackleton. 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 Yes. You know, this is like this is a really great whiskey because you know it's a blended malt, which is, um, you know, there's not a lot in the, the Philippine market that are blended malt Scotch whiskeys, uh, so this is one of the few. Um, the other thing about Shackleton I, I love about it is that it's very versatile. It's the whiskey that you can drink every way you want. Yeah. Uh, forget for a second that there are there are very. Uh, classical whiskey people who tell you to drink it straight or with a couple of drops of water uh shackleton you can drink it that way if you'd like you could drink it as a as a base for a cocktail or you could drink it over ice and that's why you know that's why I on, that, on that note can i, I want to press press you a bit there because yeah. um it's it's we actually had this discussion a little while ago um where we talked about just we're going to be discussing how people drink their whiskeys and there's always so much, I guess, I guess we could call it, um, especially with the old Scots and um, coming into the new age, this like controversy of like what the proper way to drink your whiskey is, yeah. how taboo is putting ice or mixing it into a cocktail. And I just wanted you to, to explore or discuss a little bit about the details of why you think that the times have evolved into whiskey being more accessible into mixing with cocktails in the in modern times as we drink. I think just like everything in the world, you have hmm. to evolve because you know, like, if it, what's what's good for the previous generation isn't necessarily what's good for the next generation. Um, so if you keep insisting on your on traditional ways, sometimes it may alienate the younger generation. Yeah. And from a from a from a business perspective, you kind of want to have uh, the young generation like your drink as well because you know that's their sort of the key to the longevity of your product hmm. so so i would i wouldn't want to be as snobbish or as you know although i like drinking whiskey straight or uh, neat yeah. uh, i wouldn't push it on anybody because different people have di different people have different beliefs and if people would if people enjoy particularly our, our product uh it, they should enjoy it their own way. As long as they're enjoying it, I'm okay. It doesn't matter how they do it. Yeah, I agree with you there. 
Um, I'm I'm of the same of the same mindset that I I love drinking my whiskey neat as well. Um, but you did discuss that there is this 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 trend, and I love the way you put it into like with ev- like just with anything. Um, transitioning into a new generation, tastes won't exactly be the same. And I guess that's part of the th- one things that we loved about Shackleton so much. How it's oh, yeah. beautiful, it's beautiful neat. It's great with a bit of water, beautiful with ice, and it's amazing in cocktails as well. Awesome. I'm so excited to get your Shackleton highball, which we're going to be drinking a bit later. But sure. as we go into that, we're going to be starting with our first drink. We're going to yeah. be taking everybody through Shackleton Neat together okay. and going through the expression and what, what we, we particularly love about it on the nose and on okay. the mouth, of course. Should we open it now? Yeah, go ahead. Open your awesome. bottle. Okay. Just just like, wow, it's a... Sorry. Just taking it through together. Um, on the nose already, um, I've, I always thought that just for, even especially as a blended malt, um, when we're talking about all like the Highland notes that are coming in from it, just it's, I actually think like for something that's so robust and, and, and ventures so far into the Highlands, this is such a sweet smelling whiskey. Um, when you even take into consideration that it has a bit of that peat. Hmm. You know, the thing with, the thing with Highland whiskeys is that, you know, like how there's a specific house style per region of Scotland that it has. But every distillery also has their own sub-house style, in the high, specifically in the Highlands. So when mm. you look at a Highland whiskey that's like very, very bold and very thick and very, you know, is very flavorful, mm. um, every Highland distillery has a different flavor that's in their whiskey. Like, for example, uh, an example of that would be like Dalmore, for example, the chocolate oranges. That's their style. Yeah. But it's also very robust and very bold. And then down the, down the street... Glenmore and G has her own style, but it's also very much the same descriptors. Like it's very robust, very bold, but they have a different ca- ca- uh, character, you mm. know, because they're all they're all ha- they're all that in that respect. They're all very very robust, very bold, very very strong, but they have different compounds that make it their own thing. You know, you, you know if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. So so to have different Highland malts come together. And, and and sort of play off of each other and create new flavor compounds is what makes Shackleton special. And I think that, you know, I think that that's what's really great about Shackleton is that one, it, because it's got a profile that it's very versatile. You could use it for, you can use it for cocktails, like I said, um, and you can drink it straight or over ice. Um, but it's because it, it has something that the single malt has that in its respect is a great thing about single malt. But it also got characters from other other malts, and mm-hmm. that's what makes it sort of, I'm not gonna say better, but that's what gives it its uniqueness. Yeah, I mean, and that that flavor profile really, really, really comes through, and it's why a lot of the drinkers that we've had on the show, a lot of the people that we've drank Shackleton with, really, really just love the flavor so much. It it gives them a little bit of everything. It doesn't like cater to one 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 group of people, I guess, one, one oh, yeah. style, like you said, it's so versatile in that sense. Mm-hmm. So to those yeah. of you at home who are watching, who are watching the podcast or listening in, just if this is your first episode, totally cool. I always take um, our listeners a little bit through how to drink, how to smell your whiskey, how to nose it. And I think um, this is something we discussed a lot, um, but a lot of the times when people are smelling their whiskey, they have, they have these habits that they, they do. They, they, they try and swirl it like wine, you know yeah. I mean? Which which for whiskey, I mean, a, a, apart from looking at the legs and glass, it's not really necessary with the ABV. I mean, you don't really need makes to swirl it. it. 
Yeah, makes it when you when you agitate the alcohol, it, it really enters your nose when you're when you're nosing Absolutely. it. So you don't really want to swirl it too. I mean, if you want to like move it a little bit, that's fine. Yep. But if you want to like vigorously swirl it like you do with wine, that's going to be a problem because it's going Absolutely. to it's going to like let a lot of vapors come out and it's going to attack your nose in a bad way. You're not actually going to be able to smell exactly. it properly. Exactly. So um, just just as Kendrick said, you don't want to vigorously swirl your whiskey. It's fine to just literally swirl a little bit. Just if you want to look at the legs on on the glass, look at the body of the whiskey and get get the color and appreciate the color. That's fine. Um, but in general, I, I wouldn't suggest. And and as Kendrick said, um, the the vapors will will really get at you. And already when smelling your whiskey, it's quite strong. So you want to go in, smell very lightly, left to right. Get. Oh. Get your nose in there, get it very, very light, and then well, the that people with glasses, you have to take off your glasses first so it doesn't get in the way. And when you're ready, um, after the nose, you've prepared your palate for what you're about to taste, then you can take around half a mouthful. When you have that half a mouthful, you swirl it for around five to seven seconds. Some people say up to 10, um, whatever your preference is. You really, really gargle it and swirl it just to get that flavor profile, and the swallow itself becomes smearing. This is so good. Um, it's it never fails to to deliver um all the all the great stuff that you know the thing with shackleton is it's fairly consistent so it, so if you liked it you know you know what you're getting into so it's a very solid whiskey um the first thing i get when 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 you're tasting it it's just a very sweet note that comes in hmm. but then something coats your tongue like it's like a smokiness spiciness to it it's really good and then there's the it's an aftertaste of like, for me, it, see, I think I have different ways to describe things, but for me, yeah. it tastes like the, the Chinese pineapple cake. I don't know if you know that one. It's, it's like a, it's like a tiny cake that's like got dried pineapples in it. Oh man, Kendrick made me try one of the most intense peat whiskeys I've ever tried. Oh, the, the, uh, the, the Octomore. The Octomore. Yeah. I thought I, I thought available I on Boozy, by the way. <laughs> Until that's I, available on Boozy, by the way, but I think it's a different... So often we has like different serial serial numbers. Um, mm -hmm. Mine was I think like six point or seven point something. Um, they have a different one, but it's available in Boozy. I'm thinking about getting one right now, but oh, yeah. probably too late to have it by today, right? So I don't. And know. to those of you listening at home, again, if you love whiskey and you're interested in trying the different whiskey selections, Boozy has a great selection of whiskeys. Like Hendrick said, Octomore might be on there. If you love your peat whiskeys and you're interested in trying new whiskeys. Throughout the night, Kendrick will actually probably be suggesting some of the whiskeys he likes that you might oh, find yeah. on there that you could order. Yeah, really some good. of ours and some of other people's whiskeys. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll um, oh, hopefully a lot of yours and some of others. Oh, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> it's your episode, oh. man. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so we tried Shackleton Neat, um, and we're not going to take, we're not going to go too far. Kendrick and I have done this quite a bit, oh, in yeah. terms of trying trying Shackleton in our different ways. Um, yeah. so, so Remember, um, guys, always read the label. Always read the label. Into until you read the label. And always drink responsibly. So, um, going, yeah, of course. And so going back, um, we talked about drinking neat, trying it with a splash of water, maybe a couple of drops. And yeah. for Shackleton, in, in very specific case for Shackleton, um, I would suggest trying it with ice. This is a yeah. um, very unique whiskey, and that it, it was designed so that its best taste is with ice. Yeah. And if you could do the research, um, there are some documentaries you can watch on on YouTube about the story of Ernest Shackleton, the the man the whiskey's behind. Yeah. But essentially, the beautiful story of it is that the whiskey was discovered under ice, so its best served is over ice, which is yeah. really cool. One of the one of the ways that I'm going to be excited about for tonight is to have it in a cocktail. 
And yeah. to introduce us to the cocktail of the night, we have Mr. Kendrick Tan showing us the Shackleton Highball. All right, so let's guys. make one together, Kendrick. Okay, let's. Okay, but first of all, uh, another thing you haven't mentioned yet was you can actually take your Shackleton and you can stick it in the freezer. Yes. Not freeze. Thanks for but, bringing that up. But a little pro tip here is that when you pick it out, when you get it out of the freezer, don't forget to just shake it up a little bit. Um, the reason for that is because um, water and alcohol have different weights and they have different freezing points. So what happens is when you put it in a freezer, or even if you chill it for a long period of time, the water will start separating from the alcohol. So what you're going to get if you don't shake it is you're going to get like pure alcohol in the first 20% of it, and then the rest of it is going to be watered down. So before you open it, just give it a shake. Don't, don't worry about it exploding. It's not carbonated. Just sort of reconnect the water and the alcohol parts. I to love it. that tip. Yeah, and then you got uh, you got yourself a, a really really cold Shackleton, which is really. But cold. on that note, um, when when Let's you get go. it right off the freezer, with that alcohol yeah. all being on top, if you just drink it without giving it a shake, yeah, I mean you're gonna, gonna get, get drunk really fast. First. Yeah, yeah, you get drunk really fast, but like by halfway through the bottle, you're just drinking water because you drank all the alcohol. <laughs> but anyway. That being said, let's start with this thing. So what we're let's gonna start. do, we're gonna take a long, tall glass right here. I would suggest we fill it up with ice first. I have a lot of ice here. Just like, just okay. fill it up to the brim with ice is what I would say. Uh, I always carry a jigger around. Like so my, my jigger, uh, for the people who can't see it, has grade D, has a uh, has lines and has uh, measurements on it. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go up to 45. That's, mean, that's one shot, actually. One shot, one shot. Yeah, don't okay. put it on the ice. Um, and then what I did was, depending how much you like it, I would say three parts of soda water. Soda water, also from Boozy. You can find it on Boozy. So I would say, so that's 45 ml, and I'm going to go times three. That's uh, 135. Sorry, I'm just going to add that. And then one, two, and then three. And, oh, that's too much, but okay. Right, in but also what I'd like to do is I would like to add a little garnish. Um, give it a little extra sort of refreshing stuff. Cheers to you, man. Cheers, cheers. So now that we have our highballs ready, actually, like um, the the fun part of the podcast has not not that everything hasn't been fun already, but yeah. the part where just anytime you want to take a drink, you're encouraged to just you know get you know I mean let's drink as much as we can, just like on a night out, or not as much as we can, but as much as you know it's 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 nice. Hey, we're both just enjoy it. When you feel like taking a swig, don't feel like you gotta you gotta hold yourself back from it. Okay. We're, we're, um, but I wanted to take this opportunity to get to know you a little bit more, Ken. Yeah. Um, let, or let's let's let the listeners get to know a little bit more about you. Yeah. So um, now, yeah, now we have our highballs. Like everything's ready for our for our nice little drinking session together. So um, let's start off with a simple like, what have you been up to? How's life been during this quarantine? Well, I it's been it's been kind of good and bad. Uh, I think that you know like the the usual anxieties about how this is never gonna end or you know, yep. all of that stuff. It, it, it creeps in your mind. But what I what I kind of did was I tried to use this opportunity to, like, learn new skills. Um, and so I learned how to, like, edit videos and make videos. I also used it, used some time to better myself and become a better bass player. Uh, I did not do a... I'm not doing a good job, but I'm, I'm currently trying to do a good job of... Hey, you release, you release videos of, like, try and follow the beat or, like, and I, I, every time I'm like, oh, that song, that's cool. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're much better than you're than you're saying, man. Hey, don't don't listen to Ken. He's a he's greater bass. Yeah, you know, you gotta be the the thing with me is that I have a jujitsu mindset where it's like, um, 
you can be good at it, but you're never gonna, you can never stop learning because yeah, it's really impossible to stop learning. So I can be like really good at bass, which I'm, again, I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm not gonna say it for, you know, modesty's sake. I'm not gonna say that I'm really good at bass, but I, but there's still a lot for me to learn. And so of that's course. why I that stuff. Um, and so same thing with jujitsu and same thing with keeping in shape, which is like the thing that I did the worst during the lockdown was to keep, uh, was to try to keep in shape because I, 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 I'm, I used to be very athletic. I, I'm, I feel very unathletic right now, but I'll get back. I get back. You know, um, don't be too hard on yourself, Ken. Um, <laughs> I think that's a lot of people went through that. I mean, with all the gyms oh, yeah. being closed, it's harder to get early morning walks in, late night walks in. You know, yeah. I mean, pools closed down. Um, so, and you know, I mean, jujitsu is such a contact sport. So, I mean, yes. I'm sure training has shut down. It's gonna be the last thing to open, I think. The, the, those the jujitsu gyms are probably going to be the last thing to open. Don't, um, for anybody who's into jujitsu that's listening to me, um, don't take my word for it. I, I just feel like that's good because of the close proximity, because it's a, a form of grappling, which means that you, there's no social distancing whatsoever. Um, it's gonna be very difficult to get it open. But I think now, as we speak now, gyms to work out are open, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I actually have a home gym. I just haven't been motivated to work out, really. But over the last couple months, like maybe the last two months, I've been working out a little bit more. So, you know, that's one thing. And, you know, the the worst part about it for me is if I'm, especially if I'm trying to be like, trying to maintain a athletic figure or, you know, be ready to perform when I need to perform if I have to go to jiu-jitsu, um, is that it's so hard to get motivated to work out in the beginning, but it's so easy to get like, food that's bad for you you can order food from everywhere uh mcdonald's and i love to eat the only thing that was keeping me from going off the rails was the fact that i was working out very hard yeah but when i lose my motivation i balloon so it's a little bit you know it's hard man because um you know during during this time especially um like how do you say no like when when the world's kind of like it's it's not the it's not the like happiest place right now but how do you oh, say no. no to like a, hap- a a a beautiful meal or like like this really good food how do you say no to that it's really good and then and then yeah. recently i forgot how many i think it was like 2 months ago um the app pikaru launched um uh, you can get boozy from pikaru also and ever okay. since then, I've been ordering food from them because they not only do they do grocery from SNR and Landers, but they also have like a, a network of restaurants that are already under them. So you can order all kinds of food, like pizza. No, that's really cool, man. Shawarma, I'm going to give it a try. All oh, that's really yes. Yeah. And I've been very, very uh, supportive of them. And I order my groceries from them so I don't have to go out of the house. But you know, the one thing about lockdown I realized is that I actually kind of like being home. Other than going to the office from time to time and going to the and then maybe going to jujitsu when everything is over, I wouldn't mind staying home like all the rest of the week. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of a cool thing. I like that. Oh, I mean, you talked about you talked about the app and, and ordering, especially like with Boozy and stuff. Oh, yeah. But um, let's let's go into actually your love for heated whiskey. We discussed this a little bit. Oh, earlier. yes. Yeah, but let's go into um, like um, just in general, you are a huge fan of peat whiskey. Mm-hmm. How did that mm-hmm. start? And what um, do you like so much about peat whiskey? And what should get people excited about trying peat whiskey if they haven't tried it before? Uh, first and foremost, Jura. Go, go for Jura. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, or not really. Not really kidding about the Jura. Uh, I do love Jura. No, for me, peated whiskey is about... The things that I like about food and drink are like flavors that are seemingly contradictory to one another. Yes. Yeah. Now, when you add it 
But, but somehow when you put them together, they actually don't contradict you. Like in your in theory, they contradict. Like you know, like how there's certain sort of things like salt and salt and caramel. It's like how is that gonna work? Salt and caramel? It's sweet and salty at the same time. The thing is, I realized that it's not. It, it's like the standard thinking was those two flavors don't mix, but they actually do. They really you know, do. Yeah, the thing with peated whiskeys is that there's a lot of sweet in it, but then there's a lot of there's also a lot of saltiness in it as well. So sweet and salty, plus the smoke, you know. Because I think that Isla Isla whiskeys in general um, are very close to the water, so there's a lot of like brininess to it as well. Um, my favorite peated whiskeys that are not uh, that, that 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 are not brands that we handle are Ardbeg, and I like the Brooklady Octomore. Yeah. Those are the good ones. Um, there are a few like Laphroaig. I like Laphroaig, but I think that for for me, when you have peated whiskeys, I feel my my strategy. My thing is my thinking of of a peated whiskey is that when you have a peated whiskey, uh, casks the cask story isn't so so important anymore. Yeah. So I feel like exotic casks like PX or Port or even like Sauterne casks, they don't really do anything to uplift a peated whiskey. In fact, peated whiskey is so awesome that. You don't even really need to go past the standard either bourbon cask or Oloroso sherry cask. Anything other than that may or may not add to it. Um, I once tried a peated whiskey. I forgot which one it was that, that uses different kinds of uh, uh, finishes. Didn't do anything for me. Okay. Uh, like um, in, in, terms, in terms of that, um, I guess that's because of the, just what kind of flavor profile peat oh, yeah. puts yeah. in right? Like yeah, you, I, and that's you just, you just love the peat, you just love the sweetness and the saltiness. You don't really need raisins. That's that's what a PX cask would do. Right? If you if you finish it in a PX cask, it's like raisins. You don't need that anymore because you have a wonderful peated whiskey. It's freak, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. Awesome. You know that's that's the thing. So there it is um, from the man himself. Um, when you, when it comes to loving peat. Don't be too intimidated about that smoke. I mean, you know, just be, just because you think it's a flavor that might not go with the drink that you mm -hmm. want, just give it a try. And sometimes contradicting flavors can really complement you. Yeah, it's true. Um, also, I really to say about right also... smoky sweetness. So when it comes oh, yeah. to like that whiskey, when it comes to like when you're when you have that like whiskey flavor, and you have like some peat influencing and influencing it, and like you said, like especially with just as far as an Oloroso sherry cask. It's magic, and and I have learned to love peat whiskey because of you. So I'm so glad you could share that as well. Of course. Thank um, you. I on that note of peat, let's take it all the way back to Shackleton, and I just okay. wanted to ask, um, why do you think Shackleton is a great everyday sipper? You know, because you could drink it so many different ways. Um, Shackleton is a, like again, we're drinking highballs right now. I normally wouldn't drink highballs unless I was like eating lunch with other people. Uh, I because you know if I'm drinking alone or I'm drinking online with friends, I drink I drink it neat you know um but like trying not to get trying not to get uh, drunk and trying to like make my drink last longer, it's easy um and for me with Shackleton is that um there are a lot of whiskeys out there that are there are a lot of cocktails well known old school cocktails out there that make use of American whiskeys as their base whiskey. Yeah. Uh, Shackleton can easily take the place of those American whiskeys. Not, 
Not because it tastes the same, but because it mixes well with the other stuff, the other ingredients in it. Um, because you know, there's a long time, there's a long time ago, and there's an old school thinking about with, with Scotch, with Scotch whiskey people that you're not supposed to use uh, whiskey for for mixing, or you're not even supposed to use it with ice. You're supposed to drink it straight out of the bottle into your your nosing it and all that stuff. It wasn't very encouraged to use it as as a as a cocktail or anything else. You're just supposed to drink it as it is. Yeah. Um, and but the thing is, other people's whiskey, whiskey for coming from other countries, they were more encouraging of using their whiskeys for other things other than like drinking it straight. And because of that, I feel like uh, the American whiskeys, the Canadian whiskeys, they kind of have like a, they're a little bit more advanced when it comes to developing cocktails for that stuff. So if you see like the old school whiskey cocktails are all mostly bourbon based, but easily Shackleton can take can do that. Please check out, look for Kendrick Tan doing his amazing, amazing videos of how to make whiskey cocktails. And sometimes um, he magically transforms into his lab coat, which which has been been like such a pleasure to watch every time. (laughs) Kendrick is one of the most awesome, flexible dudes I know in terms of just how, how, how versatile he is with his yeah. humor. So, um, you know, just, just the way he, he does his whiskey cocktails, it's really something that you should watch and learn. Yeah. On the note of that YouTube, on the note of the, those clips, um, is there anything that you want to plug in right now while you're here? Do you have, I know you have a band. Um, do you guys yes, have a YouTube right. channel? Like anything you want to mention that, so that people can check out? So, yeah. So we have a band. We were going to try to pr- promote ourselves this year until nice. COVID happened. We played one big gig in January and then everything happened. So my, my bandmates, who are very amazing musicians and songwriters, have managed to write a song, an album plus worth of songs. And so we are currently recording our album. It's going to be coming out soon. It's like an independent album. Look us up. It's our, my band's name is Food Banda. It's a play on the delivery service. I love that. Um, and we'll, we'll be making a... I think we're going we're gonna to be... When we record it, we're going to be uploading it online. And then we're just gonna be like passing it on to everybody. But yeah, we're we're recording our, our first album. Uh, I am so happy to be playing with these guys because they're awesome musicians. But they let me. But they're very cool and letting me do my thing when it comes to my instrument. And uh, I think that we feed off each other greatly. And we've already I've already done my parts for the first half of the album, and I'm super duper excited about it. And it's coming out in. 2021 most likely all right and well um you heard it from kendrick he discussed that he's already playing with a band and on top of that always take that note his jujitsu mindset so much to learn from you can never stop learning there's oh, always yeah. a next step to take and yeah. that's coming from somebody who was like i'm not good at bass and is in a band you know next, next thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna learn how to sing just to be a backup vocalist uh, you know, I mean, it's never too late. Coming from somebody yeah. who I was tone deaf as a kid, I was oh, awesome. tone deaf, and, well, that's my problem um, too. And eventually, I, you know, I mean, through through theater, got to developing my ear. Um, yeah. But it's just no matter how old you are in life, it's never too late to learn a new. Trick. That's actually what I was doing before this. Awesome. Well, you know what, Ken? One of these days, like, I'd love to hear where you're at. Like, and oh and, yeah, we can drink, but let's get drunk first, and then and then we'll start sing. We'll we'll sing together. Anytime. We'll make a song. Um, so, all right, now we're at that time of the night where it's my favorite part of the night. It's the game where we play truth or drink. So Ooh. we're nearing the end of the show, and this is the part 
where we really get into those hot questions and hot takes. I, have a question, I ask you a question no one else was ever drunk enough to ask. And right now, I hope you are at least a little bit inebriated enough. We've been drinking throughout the night. Oh, yeah. And I hope I you are drunk enough to answer. If you don't want to answer the question, you have to take a drink. You have to take a shot. If you question. answer the question, I will take the shot. And that's just how okay. we're going to go. Just a few questions here, just to end the night for some fun. Okay, I have a question. Should I be drinking it straight or should I be drinking highballs? You know what, man? Like, for you, I'd say drink it straight. Well, no, okay. oh, you know, the highballs will, will, will get you drunk faster. I mean, I guess, like, well, if you're going to drink a highball, drink a bigger amount. Because oh, your, you your, your tolerance is already quite high. You know, but you know, the thing about that is that um, there's, a, there's a study about how when you have carbonated beverages, it, it delivers alcohol to your bloodstream faster. Yeah. So or let's do highballs. Because of the pressure it creates. Yeah, let's do highballs. Yeah, let's do highballs. Let's do highball shots. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I got, I got enough. Let's go. All right. So, all right. We got question number one for you, Ken. You are very busy, and there are many hats that you wear, from being master blender to being a jiu-jitsu martial artist to being a bassist and even having your own YouTube channel. I'm curious to know, in the past seven days, what is the most embarrassing thing that you've searched for in Google? Most embarrassing thing I'm searching in Google? I can, I would love to answer this, but I don't remember right now. I think I'm going to drink. The reason, because I, I, there isn't really, I'm very proud of everything I search for in Google. <laughs> very proud. I really am. I swear to God. That means a shot for me, though. Yeah. No, I'll take a shot with you. Oh, there you go. Thanks for being a sport. Yeah. I'm very proud of everything I search for in Google. Um, although, if anything, the, the one that will get me in most trouble is that I always go to this website. Um, and I know what you're thinking. That's not what I'm talking about. I go to this website that... Um, that's my go-to website. It's a German store that sells musical instruments, and they have everything. Uh, it's called Tolman. I, I don't know if I should be plugging them. Um, and then that's where I like buy some of my instruments. And I'm like, I look at them, and I'm like, I want that. It makes me want things, and I really shouldn't be looking at their instruments. I really should be looking at their website, but it makes me want, want things. Um, you know, I have to admit, man, your Google search history is. Seems a lot cooler than mine. <laughs> so what's yours? Because <laughs> um, if I was to answer the same question and think about the most embarrassing or weird, I went. I recently went on like this Google rabbit hole because oh. you know the YouTube feed just sometimes puts this random video, and, yeah. and it, I just got this weird video for like um like 15 craziest insect fights ever oh, so like you know i mean there were there were there were like these really weird ass like bugs that that were just they were doing some weird stuff man so i like ended up going on this like this like black hole of searching about like how bugs fight and stuff so oh, you know that that's cool because you know like kung fu masters you know they derive their animal styles by watching animals fight like, yeah I, I don't know like modern day kung fu masters could just watch it on youtube or something so much so much man so much mantis so cool. action in, in these oh that's so cool and don't you notice that that's probably how they got the style from? Is that they Might actually did watch a mantis that's, fight? That's going to be my next Google search. Is, mm. like, is that where they got the like, style? If you have, you know, that's the funny thing about the, the funny thing about the internet is you can find pretty much anything. So if you can find a video comparing a mantis doing mantis kung fu moves, it's like then you see the movements and, like, you, and then you realize how close the kung fu masters get to the actual. Yeah, animal. they really try and embody it. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Okay, I know what I'm Googling later tonight. But oh, 
let's not let's not i'm not gonna let us get into this zone of, of like letting us get out of the the flow of, of taking shots so i'm gonna get the next question which oh, yeah. is read to us the last text sent to you by your mom that show it on the fun. screen so we have proof that it really <laughs> is the last text you guys, you guys yeah well that's funny thing uh the last thing my mom texted me dire directly was just a simple okay ah uh, <laughs> that's my shot no no because we we have to we have to discuss amongst uh, each other we have to discuss amongst ourselves who who's sending who to go to the office to grab documents for signatures so i just texted her and told her that oh it's my turn and uh she just texted me a nice okay very sweet uh, and yeah. I'm sure if I had asked that at a different time, it could have been something embarrassing. But or like something like, "Look at you from when you were three years old. Oh, look at this naked yeah. baby picture of Kendrick." I want to pull back. I want to pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, <laughs> in our conversation, we're not happy about that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have been. I would have been. All right. Okay. So it's your last dinner on earth, shot. and you could mm -hmm. only choose one drink. Will it be? A rare and aged Jura made especially for you or an Emperor Light? Oh, wow. That's a blood drink. Can I mix it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You got to choose. You got to choose. You know, I, I feel like an Emperor Light, because both things, it's very difficult to compare the two because both of them um, address um, certain needs. So I think Emperor Light is great for like when you're, when you're around friends. Yeah. You're having a fun time. If I knew that this was my last meal, I would probably splurge for something a little bit more expensive. No, no disrespect to my Emperor Light. I love Emperor Light. Yeah, um, little trivia for the people who don't know this. That's my signature on the label. <laughs> you are a master blender, being one oh, yeah. of the genius behind many drinks in Emperor. Um, of all the creations that you made, which one is your least favorite? Ooh. Um, again, you don't have to answer. You could just take a shot because I've taken all the. Oh, so you're not. <laughs> that is really, really refreshing. Shot so far. This is really refreshing. Uh, but I will answer you this though. Um, there are. It's like having children. This is my. This is my who your least favorite. You can't have a favorite. But you know deep down who your least favorite child is. You know? Yeah, you, you never. But but like deep down inside, you don't want to give up on your kids, and you don't want to say, you don't want to see your children be like, this is a bad kid. You never want to say that. So you always see the best in your child, and you love them anyway. Yeah. Even if there's like there's no favorites or whatnot, you just love them anyway, no matter how bad they become. I feel like in terms of my products, they're like my children. I, yeah. I, I, I love them equal. I love them all equally. So on, on, on that note, for our fifth question is of your actual children, who is your most? No, I'm just joking. That's not, <laughs> that's, that's not our question. That's not our question. Um, all right. This is the fifth question. And it's, and it's what is the most you have spent on whiskey? And tell us the amount Ooh. and what, what bottle. You know what? I totally, don't, I totally forgot this because we have like... Um, you know what? I can't tell you that really per se, uh, because we did it to the to the to the company. But I have a bottle of Constellation that was distilled on my birthday. On my on my not my birthday, but on my birth year, nineteen eighty one. That's Dalmore. That's a Dalmore Constellation. Dalmore. That's that's my most expensive whiskey that I have. 
But the most that I spent was, uh, I think it was about, for myself, was about 25K to buy a Lafroid in SNR. Hmm. I don't know if I should be saying that out loud. I saw it. I said, hey, this is a 30-year-old Lafroid. I wonder what that tastes like. Because I just wanted to know what a super-duper aged, um, what, an, what an extremely old-aged peated whiskey tasted like. It's down my last, my last bit of chocolate for the night. Yeah. But if you, but if you really, I, I realize now that in a single transaction, I might have spent more than that. But that's a boozy thing. And that brings me to my next thing. I can find myself going on a rabbit hole buying different whiskeys from Boozy. You know, um, I'll let you know right now of, I thought JR would take the cake for being the guest that kicked my ass in terms of making <laughs> me take shots. But yeah. you, sir, have won the... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like, you, you, have, you have, like, the most confidence in yourself to just be able to say what, what, what you feel, and I love it. And on that note, I'm just going to say... Um, Thank you so much for joining me again today, Kendrick. It's such a big honor to have you as, as, you know, every every time we talk whiskey, I end up learning so much and I find that so cool. And of course, thank you to Boozy for taking care of our whiskeys for today. It's really convenient and easy to use. And as Kendrick has just mentioned, you know, he's gone on Boozy binges, which is really cool. Um, It's really really easy and they really do deliver um, within their timeframes. And, you know, I mean, especially right now at home best yeah, way you I, can get your alcohol so I do try getting a shackleton on boozy yeah. and get get some get some tonic water and also try and make kendrick's shackleton highball which is really awesome can i say and, one more thing yeah yeah of course you can so hey do you guys for people who are listening right now i'm talking directly to you do you guys know that fundador supremo 18 is the best brandy in the world and if you have if you're having a hard time finding it you know where you can find it Boozy. So if you guys want to know what the best brandy in the world tastes like, go to Boozy. In two hours' time, you're going to be able to taste the best brandy in the world, Fundador Supremo 18. Just wanted to say that out. I want to say that out loud because you know, absolutely, I man. Control. I mean, and that's totally yeah. fine. So there, you heard it from the man himself. Yeah. Go get your go get your alcohol on and go get on Boozy. So um, again, guys, we're on, we're on Spotify, but also look look out for us on YouTube. Oh, the YouTube video is much better. Watching this will be much better. Than yeah, that. you get to see Kendrick make his drink, and you get to see me taking all my shots, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so thank you again, Kendrick, and this has of been course. Boozy Sessions. Again, my name is George Schultz, wishing you all the good health. So for our last drink of the night, and just to give this a good old-fashioned scotch, Scottish oh, cheers. We always oh, say Slangeva. Slangeva. Oh,